Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Wednesday morning, which means we are on the heels of Dinger Tuesday. Kevin Walsh, Donnie right side with me, DRS. How you feeling? Feeling good today. Wednesday, week moving along nicely. Some interesting mm. updates here for the NBA. And I guess we are all looking forward to the NFL draft that starts tomorrow from Las Vegas. Yep, good day. Let's get after it. No doubt about it. I'd say one guy that got after it, John Morant. 30 points, 13 rebounds, and nine dimes in a 111-109 victory for the Memphis Grizzlies. Not only did John Morant have the game-winning layup, but arguably, just as impressive, one of the best in-game postseason dunks we have ever seen. Memphis Donnie holds a 3-2 series lead as this one is on its way back to Minnesota. Yeah, talked about Carl Anthony Towns bouncing back with a performance, 28 points. We thought he might get close to his points. So, and also John Morant, who coming off a sleepy game, really turned up the gas in a moment where the mm -hmm. Memphis Grizzlies really needed him. And this was one of those games, Kevin, that was back and forth with runs both sides. Oh, my goodness, the Timberwolves won this game. Oh, my goodness, the Grizzlies won it. And back and forth it went. Great game, 111-109 finish. And Memphis now takes control of the seven-game series. Timberwolves were up 11 going into the fourth. It is reasonable for Timberwolf fans to feel like this, you know, story today should be congrats to Minnesota closing the series in five. It should at least probably be we're going back to Minnesota with the Timberwolves up 3-2. It has been a nightmare set here for the Timberwolves because of how good they've been until the closing moments of the game. Speaking of good, speaking of great, the Miami Heat, 97-94, they beat the Atlanta Hawks. Now, you might hear that and say, what do you mean great? Come on, they win by three. That's not a cover. No Jimmy Butler, Donnie. This team's best player misses this game. They're down another starter in Kyle Lowry, and they still take care of business here. And one of the big reasons, Victor Oladipo, 23 points as the lead scorer for this basketball team. My goodness, man, if this team's got Victor Oladipo, Donnie, showing those old all-star flashes, I feel good about that NBA champion pick. Yeah, they're pretty good, the Miami Heat. And that's basically all you can say. You're down two starters, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. And keep in mind, this was a Jimmy Butler that was reinvigorated in the playoffs, dropping 30 at night, it seemed like. And he was just going to sit out for a maintenance game. No issue, no problem. The Heat still win. Why? Because they play great defense here. 97 to 94, mm -hmm. they solved the riddle of Trey Young, apparently. 
That is also a big, big part of the story of this series. Trey Young in this series uh, closes it out with 11 points. For the series, he averaged 15 points on under 30% shooting from the field. Under 20% shooting from three. A nightmare series for Trey Young, one that's going to uh, lead to a lot of question marks around that organization as to how they approach this offseason. The Suns, Don, are looking to hold off any offseason questions as they win uh, big against the Pals, 112-97. A nice cover there for the Suns. This game, though, was closer than that final score would indicate, but it was CP3 getting the job done with a double-double. DeAndre Ayton, sure. But how about McCall Bridges, Donnie? The runner-up for the Defensive Player of the Year, doing it on both sides of the ball, 31 points, 24 in the second half. Secondary options, stepping up to the plate here. That's what you needed for the Phoenix Suns. And this was one of those games we talked about where the line opened six, six and a half, and he said, how can I go against taking the Pelicans? Well, Phoenix Suns are apparently a very regular season where they in their lineup. They pounded the Pelicans this game. Game also stayed under the total. And Chris Paul, 20 and a half points was his prop. Hit that over as well. Radio audience is here with us on a Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side. This is the early line. Last NBA headline, Zach Levine is going to be out for tonight's game between the Bucks and the Bulls. Health and safety protocols. Uh, just to show you kind of how bad this series has been, it doesn't really feel like it matters because the result was almost always going to be Bucks in five. We'll break that down when we get there. NFL Draft Week, Donnie, the rumors continue to heat up. And the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons saying, we are looking to come away with a quarterback in this draft. The question is will that be a first round quarterback some links to Matt Corral maybe even a Desmond Ritter if this team wants to get involved with the quarterback class at the top yeah always love this stuff right what it'll be about 24 hours 36 hours out from the start of the NFL draft and a team is going to show you their cards like you know what quarterback might be a good option for us so guys if you're looking to trade up and get a quarterback you better get ahead of us to do it no team is showing you their draft board or what they actually want to do. This is like a team saying, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know what? We might be looking at a defensive back in the draft. Yeah, congratulations. So is everybody else. I'm not listening to anything within the 48 hours up till draft time, Kevin. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's talk some Major League Baseball then, Don, and let's talk about the Yanks. All of a sudden, this is the best offense in baseball. 22 runs in the last two games. Anthony Rizzo, Donnie, three home runs. In last night's game versus the Baltimore Orioles, that's good for the league lead with eight bombs on the season. Yeah, time to open up another investigation where apparently the Yankees using the Yes Network to steal signs once again. It's the only thing I can come up with here for the Yanks. All of a sudden getting 12 runs when they were struggling. Reopen the investigation, MLB, because the Yankees apparently are still cheating. Or finally, somebody just told Anthony Rizzo, you know, if you try and pull everything and swing for the mm. fences at this stadium, it will be fine. His home runs going 346, 327, and 378. I mean, Donnie, we're not necessarily hitting moonshots here if we're Anthony Rizzo. Although one big shot came last night, George Springer sent it to extras in the Blue Jays Red Sox game, and then Toronto won it in extras. We'll talk some NBA next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports. The NBA playoffs continuing deliver some big action and last night one series came to a close and that was a series between the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks a five game set 4-1 Miami wins it last night no cover the line did drop from that seven and a half seven marker down to four and a half with the Jimmy Butler absence so a credit to Hawks backers who were able to cover the whole way because how many times Donnie have we seen a situation like that all of a sudden, the game going to you know finish with a heat double-digit win. Your seven-and-a-halves were useless. So a credit to Hawks backers, a bang under at 97-94. There's a lot of takeaways from this series. I think for both of these basketball teams, as the Hawks season is over, the Miami season continues. What did you take away as we sit here now at the Miami Heat moving on to the next round and the Hawks season finishing up? Same thing we talked about here, Kevin, throughout the season. The organization here for the Miami Heat from top down, general manager, coach, starting lineup to guys coming off the bench. It doesn't matter. It seems like who's in or who's out. Almost a la like the Phoenix Suns during the regular season. A very good basketball team. Now, the Suns got all the accolades, and rightfully so, finishing at the top of the Western Conference. But it always felt like the Miami Heat were a little bit disrespected. And if Kyle Lowry can come back here in the playoffs, if Jimmy Butler's knee is not that big of an issue, you saw last night in a closeout game just like the Philadelphia 76ers could have done in a game five with an injured team said you know what let's take the night off and let's go back to Toronto because we want to go back to another country and extend the playoffs because it's more fun to do that he said absolutely not here they had every right before that game like oh, what you guys want us to do Jimmy Butler's out Kyle Lowry's out you know you still got the Hawks here a decent basketball team if they would have lost last night you could have understood but the Miami Heat didn't lose last night and they closed out the Atlanta Hawks and when you go up and down the lineup here I mean Trey Young Two of 12 from the field, 0 of 5 from three-point range, 41 minutes, and 11 points scored. We always said that if you're going to hang that Trey Young number in the mid-20s here, in order for them to win and cover, they're probably going to have – he's probably going to have to get close to that, which was interesting because he only scored 11 points, and they still hung around. So you can still give credit here to the Miami Heat for that defensive game plan that comes out and says, you know what? 
We don't need Jimmy Butler on the offensive end or the defensive end. Let's intermix and intertwine some of these guys coming off the bench and get good performances all the way around, just like Victor Oladipo, one of those players that is an all-star caliber guy, seemingly buried on the bench as an afterthought with injuries to his NBA career here with the Miami Heat, steps up in the big moments here. Now they have time to rest to get ready for round two and probably get much healthier here, Kevin, as well. That is certainly the case. So, Donnie, and to be honest with you, it's um, I think Miami Heat should be the favorites to win the title. I picked Miami Heat to win the title, and I and maybe that I don't know if that's clouding my judgment. You can tell me, Donnie, but I really think this team should be the favorites. Right now, it's Golden State plus three twenty, Phoenix plus four thirty, Boston plus four sixty, Miami plus five fifty. But let's take a look at this bracket, right, Donnie? Miami is going to next round play either Philly or Toronto. And I think their gap in terms of status as a favorite will probably be the biggest of anybody's in the next round. Boston is going to play Milwaukee. That'll be settled tonight. Golden State, I think, is going to play Memphis. Golden State's not even the home team in that series. That is a 2-3 with Golden State being the 3. And Phoenix is, again, favored to play Dallas. And, Don, that's going to be a very tight series when we factor in the Devin Booker injury. Then pair the fact that if Miami does get past, which we would anticipate, a Philly or a Toronto, while people might like Boston a little bit more, maybe they'll like Milwaukee a little bit more, Don. It is Miami who holds home court advantage if in an Eastern Conference Finals matchup against either one of those teams. We sit here today, Donnie, and I only feel more comfortable in my pick in this team to win the championship. I think they should be favored to win the championship, and I think it was on display here again. They're down two starters. Guys, listen, I understand that the Atlanta Hawks have some things they've got to figure out. We'll talk about that even a little bit more. But you should not be able to be down two starters, Donnie, and it's just so comfortable to assume that they're going to close the door, and close the door they did. By the way, it was a big comeback from the Hawks to make this game tight down the back stretch there. Bam Adebayo steps up in a big way. Tyler Hero, you know you can trust him coming off of the bench, gives him a calm 16 points here as well, right? Other guys filling in, including Donnie, Victor Oladipo turning it back 23 points. When this team has given him the minutes, he has looked a lot closer to the old Victor Oladipo than the washed Victor Oladipo we thought he might be. Spalstra, I will still take over any head coach that's rocking and rolling in these playoffs as constructed. I sit here today, Donnie, it's April 27th, and I really believe the Miami Heat should be the favorites to win the NBA championship. I mean, probably rightfully so, but if we're taking a look, there's still the pathway to victory to even get to the NBA championship is a little bit harder in the Eastern Conference than it is in the West. So when you take a look at the Miami Heat there at that plus 550 price on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the NBA championship, I do think it makes sense. Now, the Boston Celtics plus 460, that's debatable what's going to take place all the way through, but I like the Heat. And I said coming into it, I thought the best overall team in the Eastern Conference was the Miami Heat. The most talented team when they're healthy would be the Milwaukee Bucks, and we'll see on that collision course and see how that winds up you see the golden state warriors at that plus 320 price but yesterday is one of those swiss army knife games for the heat where they say we don't care who's playing we trust our organizational practice here where one guy goes down one guy steps up here because also when you take a look at the bench here duncan robinson played 13 minutes didn't even score a point this guy was lighting it up during the regular season so different guys stepping up in bigger moments here and just wait till the entire bench starts to get going here for the Miami Heat, including Duncan Robinson. They're going to be a very tough out, but most importantly here, 
handling your business in five games, not going back for a game six in Atlanta where Jimmy Butler might come back a day or two too early to try to calm down that knee, or Kyle Lowry will fight to get back on the court or you're forcing things when you can just take a step back, get your film prep ready, and also get your basketball players ready for round two so they're refreshed and healthy for this next upcoming series. And to follow up on that, some might say, oh, well, they're not title favorites because of their own injury concerns. Devin Booker in Phoenix, Chris Middleton, and Milwaukee. The reports last night already said Jimmy Butler would have played a game number six. So I'm going to ask you something, Donnie. I feel like you often have a good read on these things. Maybe I've kind of removed myself from trying to evaluate after the disaster that was Anthony Davis's triumphant return during last year's postseason that ended in about 10 minutes. That still breaks my heart. Do you believe, Donnie, that Jimmy Butler was, if it was a game seven last night, good enough to go? And the Heat looked across that court and said to themselves, we've got this. We don't need Jimmy. We're fine. We're that much better than the Atlanta Hawks. Do you believe, Donnie, that this team basically, it, it sounds crazy, but they gave Jimmy Butler the night off in the NBA playoffs? Yeah, it actually felt like a maintenance day for Jimmy Butler because how many times do you see after a game, before a game, hours and hours before the game, hey, by the way, Jimmy Butler banged up his knee yesterday. It looks like it's a little bit, you know, inflamed at this point. We want to give him the night off. This was one of those NBA February specials where you're trying to get your DFS lineup together. Maybe you place a bet around noon and go, oh, wait a second. Jimmy Butler's out. What is going on here at this point? <laughs> it almost felt like they went to shoot around. It's like, you know what? I probably could go, yeah, you just sit this one out. We'll probably should still be able to close this out. And even if we don't, we'll bring it back for game six or game seven if we need it, and we'll close it out that right. We'll play it extra cautious here. But it actually felt like a maintenance day in the playoffs for Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. It, it, and I agree. And that shows a tremendous level of confidence. The reason I bring it up more so than anything ultimately is I think it shows confidence in Jimmy Butler's health moving forward, which is, of course, super important if I'm going to make the case that this team should be favorites to win the NBA championship. On the Atlanta side, we might not have as much time to expand on this um, as I'd like, but here's the deal. Trey Young was unacceptable in this series. Horrendous. Locked up. Can't have that from a star player. I saw some people saying that's the difference between game, you know, 82 games and 16 games, talking about the difference of regular season and postseason. Trey Young proved himself last year in the postseason. Ask the New York Knicks. Asked the Philadelphia 76ers. Then I'm going to ask the Milwaukee Bucks when he went last year, game number one in Milwaukee and hung 48 in a victory. I don't want to hear, I do not want to hear that Trey Young is not a postseason level guy. I think it's a credit to what the Miami Heat were able to do. But to be fair, to be fair, it's a recalibration a little bit on a Trey Young. Because I've been consistent that Trey's a top 10 player. That's not top 10 player, what we saw from Trey Young. The one thing that Trey can say, and I think he will say this offseason, is I cannot get mine if there is nobody else that can get their own. That team needs to make that roster better if they want to compete for titles. We'll be right back on the other SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last night in the game of the night game from Memphis and Minnesota. 111-109. The Grizz win this game. It goes under the total. And we see Minnesota cover, but ultimately that is not enough for Timberwolf fans to be happy, unless you secretly despise your team. Though some of these late performances from the Minnesota Timberwolves would probably lead a fan to despise this team. I might wonder if the Minnesota Timberwolves don't like themselves with the way that this team has attempted to close out basketball games. To take nothing away from Memphis Donnie, who obviously battles until the very last second and all of those cliches apply, it is very reasonable to suggest that the Minnesota Timberwolves, Donnie, should have maybe already closed this series out if, again, not at least hold their own 3-2 series lead. Your takeaway from game number five in Minnesota-Memphis. Boy, man, you're talking about possessions here of a difference in a series. You're correct here. What happens if this game was 111-109 Minnesota Timberwolves with the Timberwolves heading back to Minnesota with a chance to clinch this series? It's been phenomenal to watch, but I also like young players stepping up in the spotlight when their team really needs them and not shying away because all you can point to here is John Morant's 30 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, and 3 steals, and going off in the final minutes of this game. That is exactly what you want from your young superstar. And also, Kevin, even if the simple fact was John Morant couldn't score, I don't know, a dozen points it felt like over the final two minutes, you like the fact that he's willing to put himself in the spotlight and say, this is my team, we're going to win if I play well, but I'm not going to hand it off to somebody else. Let me show this team to victory. And he did exactly that. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves, very game in this, covered the point spread here, and also now moving backward. They're not, no shame in their game. They're not going back for game six and eight, man. Gave it our best chance. We can't win this thing. I think they honestly believe, Kevin, that they can still win this series. But the fact of the matter is the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant needed this game. The game was close. They came back in the fourth quarter, overtook the game, and their young superstar did it. Fantastic performances all the way around. And it actually did stay under the posted total, which is around that 230 range. I believe, Donna, they call that right a bad beat when your over doesn't get to overtime and you thought it might get to overtime uh, in order to try to get that ticket. Yep. Um, here's true. my big takeaway, Donnie, as we sit here at 3-2 Memphis leads. In about two weeks' times, I think a lot of Golden State Warriors fans are going to be livid with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I really think this is a classic case of you should have killed me when you had the chance. The Minnesota Timberwolves, to some degree, have Memphis's number, and they can't seemingly close the door, though, despite that feeling true. 
The Memphis Grizzlies, though, keep finding, or rather the Minnesota Timberwolves, keep finding ways to inject life into this Grizzlies team. Patrick Beverly is the worst taunter of all time. By the way, I always, you know, people say, act like you've been there before. I disagree. Act like you've been nowhere. Go have fun. Go get after it. But Pat Bev's inability to back up the trash talk has been really, really unfortunate for him throughout this matchup here against John Morant. Ultimately, Donnie, Memphis is a team that has really performed very well versus the Golden State Warriors during the regular season. They're going to host that series when we get there. The thing is, I don't want to look past this series, though, because as much as I'm saying, Donnie, that I really believe that Memphis might have enough juice to take out Golden State, with the way this series is gone, it does feel like we're probably going to get a seventh game, or at least we should get a seventh game because of how close Minnesota has been ultimately in each one of these series. But I think the legitimate worry that they should have was the wake-up of John Morant. 30 points, 13-9. and nine. You might say to yourself, man, this guy was probably mm-hmm. all 48 minutes knocking it down. 13 points in the final three minutes of the basketball game, which means, Donnie, he had 17 points with three minutes left in the basketball game, which means probably, Donnie, the conversation this morning for a lot of people, including you and I, was going to be, man, John Morant has not been good enough in this series, in these playoffs. And with three minutes, Donnie, turned it, ramped it up, and if he stays on a heater, this thing's done in six. Yes, and it should be done in six. And the Memphis Grizzlies are supposed to end this in five or six games because they are the two seed here. And what did you want out of the Minnesota Timberwolves? You want to see them play well, be competitive, get up and down the court, which they have done. But also, let's take a look from the Memphis Grizzlies' perspective. Here's the interesting part about it. They're a two seed, yes, because they were a very good basketball team in the regular season. But having that playoff medal and being playoff tough is a really different realm here. So when you're talking about a team that's used to closing it out, like when we saw like the Phoenix Suns, what, 50-0, and 0, leading after three quarters, they've got guys who can close games out. They've been there, done that before. They've made it to an NBA Finals. They know how to win. So when you take a look at the Memphis Grizzlies, how do they approach this next game? Because we know 2-2, you have to win that game. You can't go back to Minnesota knowing that if you lose a game on Minnesota's home court, your season is over. Let's see how they react to it because I love the fact, again, that John Morant, said down the stretch, give me the basketball. I'll win this game for you. I need that same approach here, Kevin, when we get to a game six. But again, back to the original point. This team isn't used to closing teams out and moving forward with deep playoff runs. Let's see how they handle game mm-hmm. six in Minnesota. That'll be a hostile crowd there in Minnesota. Certainly, is just not going to give that game away. Certainly not. Certainly not. And again, what we've seen from the Timberwolves, Donnie, I can't pretend that it would be entirely surprising if they won big. Because they've had multiple opportunities to win big in the series. They won big in game number one of this series. I'm very, very excited for game number six. And we're also excited for game number six in Phoenix, New Orleans. 112-97, Donnie. The Suns win this basketball game. They take a 3-2 series lead. You've got, obviously, the Chris Paul double-double, 22-11. and 11. Was fantastic in the fourth quarter. He had not scored. He had not scored in the entire third quarter, and he had not scored in the beginning of the fourth. And then, of course, what he does is he ramps it up. He closes the door. DeAndre Ayton with a solid 19-9, but it was McCall Bridges, Donnie, who was the star of this game. 
at 31 points, four of four from three. And I think McCall Bridges kind of serves as a very good reminder about the fact that players continue to get better as their careers go on. Why do I say that? Well, we already know that McCall Bridges is one of the finest defenders the NBA has to offer from the perimeter, obviously. We know that he can shoot the three. I mean, last year, Don, this guy was hitting it at a 42% clip. His 37% rate this year will certainly suffice from a high-level 3 and D guy. But I think you're continuing to see the flashes in Bridges' games that goes beyond just, again, the quote-unquote 3 and D. There's creation there. There's incredible ability to slash to the basket. He can get out in transition and apply pressure to the defense. And the reality, I think, Donnie, for this Phoenix Suns basketball team that made a super bizarre decision to not pay DeAndre Ayton. And I'm not saying that they're justified in doing it, but they paid McCall Bridges, right? It's not Tampa Bay Rays, tight pockets, let's make sure that nobody gets their money. It's that they view McCall Bridges, Donnie, at the minimum, as important, if not more important, than a DeAndre Ayton. And I think to some degree you saw why. It was a reminder, Donnie, that when Devin Booker is out there, this team, Paul, Booker, Bridges, Ayton, and Jake Crowder, that's starting five, Donnie, how this team won 64 games, why they've dominated the NBA, because of a guy like a Mikhail Bridges really being probably worthy, Donnie, of that big max extension that they gave him. Yeah, guards and small forwards drive the NBA as opposed to big men. There's very few big men that are going to lead your team to victory. Now, Aiton has been a very serviceable guy, and certainly you could say he deserves to get paid here because he's a key cog on this team. But it's pretty clear that this team runs through Devin Booker and also Chris Paul, and then you can have guys like Bridges step up in the biggest moments as well, a couple guys off the bench. But also keep in mind in this game, one of the bets that I did win last night was Jonas Valanciunas over 12.5 rebounds, which he ended up with 14, only had five at the break he had 17 and 14 which again decent performance but the guy that we look to right the hot hand as we talk about it was Brandon Ingram scored 22 mm-hmm. points no shame in that game 7 of 19 from the floor but we were having the same conversation yesterday that it just felt like if Brandon Ingram doesn't get his points prop a there's probably not a good chance that the Pelicans can win this game and b even cover the spread he had to have one of those performances, Kevin, where he was approaching 30-plus points here and saying, I'm going to put this team on my back. We do have to remember also, the Phoenix Suns were the number one overall team in the NBA record-wise, number one in the Western Conference. So maybe feeling a little bit disrespected where they get back onto their home court, they're favored by six, and most of the temperature around social media was, how can I take the Pelicans or get down with the Pelicans getting the points? Because not only do I think they can cover, they might actually beat the Phoenix Suns on their home court and then close the Phoenix Suns out mm-hmm. in game six back in New Orleans. Now, if you're asking me where I think this series goes, it's a really good possibility, Kevin, that they do get closed out in six games. But I still would not be surprised if you have a Brandon Ingram game, 30-plus points, and they force a game seven back in Phoenix, which before this series started, Never in a million years did we think that this game would even go six, let alone seven games. To be honest with you, Don, I think I would even go strong the other way of, I'd be surprised if we didn't get to a seventh game. Look, this game, this final score, if you watched the whole way through, was closer than this 15-point win would indicate. This was a seven-point game with five minutes to go, essentially. It was a seven-point game with two minutes to go. A couple of, you know, fast-break opportunities there. Suns close the door, and that's what a championship-caliber team needs to do. The Phoenix Suns are 50-0 this year when they hold a fourth-quarter lead. I mean, mean, they they close the door. That's what having Chris Paul on your basketball team can do. 
But Donnie, like we, I, you know how a lot of times you kind of run through a box. We go, oh man, I, that's a tough one to let slip. The Kyrie 39 in Boston, right? That's a tough one to let slip out of your fingers, right? I don't know, Donnie. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum combining 14 of 41 under 35% from the floor. Hey, you're supposed to lose that basketball game. That's exactly how it should look. Donnie, they've looked great back in New Orleans, I thought. The Pelicans here, ultimately. I, you know, that game number uh, six line is out. It's at a three. I'm a little surprised by that line. The Suns won game number three in, in New Orleans by three points. They lost game number two handily by 15, ultimately. 118-103, uh, I believe that final score was. So I think this is a spot here where I think the Pelicans have a great chance to force a game number seven. Sneaky, it's not the worst thing in the world for the Phoenix Suns to hold off that round number two series and hope that Devin Booker is back earlier in the series, maybe a game two return as opposed to a game four return. But uh, all in all, I think the Pelicans are going to still give them a run. Great stuff in the NBA last night. Major League Baseball up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There was some juice last night on this Major League Baseball board. Now, ultimately, of a 15-game slate... Eight and seven to the overs. But for the first time, Donnie, it felt like we were seeing a lot of games have big-time juice, right? The one game that you and I specifically yesterday were like, man, if this isn't a sign of the times, was Yanks-Orioles. Seven and a half was a Yankees-Orioles pregame total. Both teams cleared seven and a half. 12-8 final score. Anthony Rizzo, Donnie, with three home runs, a four-for-four day at the dish, and six RBIs. He's got a league leading eight home runs now to open up this season, and I'm sure there is a desire to say, huh, but come on now, he's playing at Yankee Stadium. Well, Donnie, he's going to be playing there all season long. What did you make of the Yanks' 12-8 victory? 
Finally, 20 runs scored. You're right. This is back to the old days of, I don't know, last year and the year before where everybody would take their chances peppering the Baltimore Orioles starting pitching staff and also the bullpen. But yesterday, looking at, you know, lefties might have a little bit of an advantage there. Rizzo, I had to keep checking that too because when you looked at the box score and said, okay, there's 20 runs, who did this? Rizzo's name continuously was popping up. And when I saw the home runs, Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. So, which leads me to believe, like, I never played even college baseball, just stopped in high school. Maybe there's a good chance that if I got up at Yankee Stadium as a lefty, I, too, could hit home runs barely grazing the first row, which is still a home run. Doesn't matter, as they always like to say, right? If you look at a home run here, they all count the same, whether it goes 550 feet or 315 feet over the 314 marker down the right field line. That's a good sign for the Yankees here, and maybe we're starting to to wake up into some offense because yes didn't it seem incredible like man there were so many overs yesterday in major league baseball yeah hmm. one more game went over than under which is kind of incredible and also you like those hot bats for the new york yankees they'll be playing again today in cold temperatures when is it going to end in the northeast when are we actually going to get to a real spring hopefully sooner than later but some signs showing for the Yankees offense like we always anticipated. The big guys going yard in a smaller ballpark. Welcome back. Gallo hit his first home run of the year right now. His no gimme, a 426 opposite field uh, bomb shot there. But here's the thing, Donnie. This has always been something that um, I oh, man, he plays in that band box there. So, yes, if Anthony Rizzo hits 53 home runs this year, you can credit a lot to that to Yankee Stadium. Seven of his eight so far have been at Yankee Stadium. But on a game-to-game basis, it is not as if they move the fences back when the Baltimore Orioles come up to the ditch. It is, you know, everybody's playing in the same exact ballpark when the games are going on. But you do see a part of the reason, Donnie, as to why they added an Anthony Rizzo, why they added a Joey Gallo, despite what some people might believe it really does pay to be a lefty at Yankee Stadium. And we saw that pay here big time, Donnie, For the New York Yankees. Now, the one other thing that is kind of, if you weren't watching this game, you'd almost never believe it. The final line here for Luis Severino, Donnie, six innings, three hits, four earned runs, two walks, five Ks. And it's one of you go, it's fine, right? Nothing, not a bad performance at all. He was almost perfect through five innings. Had a no-hitter into the fifth inning in this baseball game. When we talk about the New York Yankees, though, Donnie, right, it's always trying to figure out who's the ace of the staff. Garrett Cole is paid to be the ace. There were always dreams of Luis Severino being the ace. And then Nestor Cortez apparently is the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. But I thought it was a big sign, even if the final numbers ultimately caught up to him, Donnie, that Luis Severino is off to a really strong start for this Yankees team. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes throughout the summer because you're getting guys that are stepping up here in the big moments early in the season that maybe when the front end, the true front end of the rotation really settles in and starts to dominate because games are won in Major League Baseball, sure, with your ace like Garrett Cole in the mound throwing a good you know, game to lead off a series. But those game twos, game threes, game fours of a series where you're throwing your third and four starters, those are where you make hay here and say, okay, if we could pick up and trust some of these pitchers a little bit farther down in our starting lineup, that's where it's going to come through. And also, it's nice every once in a while for the Yankees bats to say, hey, guys, starting pitchers bullpen. It's okay. We got you today. 
We're going to hang double digits on this team. So if you struggle, we got your back. Not like, oh, my goodness. If Yankees are down one to nothing in the sixth inning, the starting pitchers are carrying again. The Yankee batters can't hit. It's nice to have that, you know, fluidness in the locker room that says we don't always need a great performance like the Mets and Jacob DeGrom in years past. Hey, Jake, we got you today. We'll get you one run. Can you go nine innings mm-hmm. with a shutout so you can actually pick up a win? It's nice not to have to do that all the time. Twelve runs by the Yankees had to feel good. So, uh, Don, we look at the Yankees, right? Early season, answering the bell. The Blue Jays, early season, answering the bell. The White Sox, they've lost eight games in a row. This team started 6-2. and two. They are now 6-10. and ten. The only team in Major League Baseball with fewer wins than the White Sox would be the Cincinnati Reds, who are 3-14. and 14. That team is terrible. Donnie, I know it's early. I know it's early. But, like, Donnie, if I would have offered you over under seven and a half, the longest losing streak of the White Sox season, and you bet that over a buck 62, you probably would have felt very confident that this team would not be one to lose eight in a row. And by the way, they didn't run into like that last year's San Diego Padres schedule, Donnie. They're only playing the Dodgers and the Giants. Like, it's the Guardians, the Twins, and the Royals with one Tampa Bay Ray game in the mix, Donnie. What is going on in Chicago? 50 runs scored from an offense that we thought was going to be one of the better offenses in Major League Baseball. Now, you do have some excuses. Now, certain leagues, some people don't really care. Like the Miami Heat, they'll get injured in basketball. They don't care. They still win. The Chicago White Sox get injured, and they use it as a crutch. They shouldn't have an eight-game losing streak. The only saving grace for the Chicago White Sox is they don't play in a division like the NL West, where if you're on eight-game losing streaks in April, you're already looking towards the trade deadline to unload half of your team because you're going to be way out of it by that time. As you take a look, they do have an eight-game losing streak. They're only 6-10. and 10. The leader in the division is the Minnesota Twins here with a 9-8 and eight record. There's plenty of time in Major League Baseball for them to get it right. They just can't have these compounding injuries add on on a week-to-week basis. They'll eventually get it right, but as I said, the silver lining and maybe the saving grace here for the White Sox is the simple fact is they're not playing in a great division where if they can just hang around and get healthy, they still should be okay. Yeah, I, I do think, Donnie, that it's understandable to have enough. Uh, they can turn this around. I got you. They should not still be minus 195 for the AL Central, though. I, I don't know. That just feels too strong, Donnie, for a team with the struggles that they're off to right now. Because here's the other thing, Donnie. If it's off it's because they're injured, well, Eloy's not coming back soon, right? And I don't know how things are going to turn around for Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito, right? Like, we could talk more so I trust the White Sox if they're healthy getting to the playoffs. But I'd be very interested, Donnie, what the price would be right now. It would be a, it would be a considerable plus number probably on a White Sox miss the postseason. Just hold the number and see maybe what you could do as the season carries on because what's happening for the White Sox obviously is not what they were looking for here coming out of the gates. How about, though, Donnie, one team that is finally looking to cash in on all the talent that they have would be, oh, man, the Los Angeles Angels and the Cleveland Guardians. And, Donnie, Shohei is a megastar. He really, really is. But there is still no doubt in my mind who the best player in Major League Baseball is, 
And that is the guy who's been the best player in Major League Baseball for what feels like the last 50 years. That's how dominant this guy's been. Obviously, it's closer to the last six or seven years or so for Mike Trout. But Donnie, batting now early season, 347. He's somehow one of the premier power hitters in Major League Baseball. Tops in OPS in the sport. Angels and Trout heating up. Yes, and this is what we want, right? We finally want to see, like we always get used to an L.A. team in the playoffs because it's always the Dodgers and they're star-studded. And you say, man, just wasting away out there in a big market is Mike Trout playing second fiddle and can't even get to the playoffs. Well, he's doing everything he can early season here to help the Angels because even through the first week of the season where there's so, still so much baseball left to play, what were we saying here? Uh, it's another angel season, lose the opening series, couple games under 500. Mike Trout, you know, we'll see if he can stay healthy throughout the season. Otani opens up slow here from a hitting perspective. Same thing with Anthony Rendon, like the big ticket items not producing for the angels. Then we find out once again how good Mike Trout actually is because when you look at Joey Otani batting 213 on the season, when you look at Anthony Rendon batting 226 on the season, you see the Los Angeles Angels sitting at 11 and 7. Why? Because Mike Trout's really good at baseball. So if we can get Trout into the playoffs and even an extra playoff team in each conference here, that's exactly what you want. AL, NL, get him in. We need the superstars in the playoffs. But Mike Trout doing exactly what we thought he would do. Was it is there any surprise, Kevin, that he opens up the season as being the best player in baseball again? Is this a surprise to us? No. We fully expect it here. So when you see Mike Trout hitting 347 throughout the month of April, you go, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, that'll – it's just is he going to stay healthy. That's that's all yes. it is around Mike Trout. Like, it's no, like there's only one insane person that I know that tries to argue he's not that good, and we won't give that any time here today. Now, Donnie, there's a couple of other spots on the baseball board I wanted to bring up, but there's one that I thought was maybe more worth the time, which was the Mets win. They're 14-5. and five. They talked about this last night on the broadcast. History is made for the Mets. It's the first time in the history of this franchise they have won the first six series of their season. This team, again, we talked about it a touch yesterday, Donnie. They are minus 150 to win the NL East. They were at around $2 to win it 19 games ago before we ever played any, any baseball this season. It is such a strong move for the New York Mets, but they have had an unbelievable start to their season. Do you find this to be an overreaction, or are the Mets going to handle the NL East and be one of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball? Yeah, I guess the Mets would argue right now, don't change the baseballs, don't check any pitchers here on the mound because everything is working to their favors. They sit here 14-5 and five with a four-and-a-half game lead over the Miami Marlins here in the National League East. But I think coming into focus now is how talented that lineup is, Kevin. One of the teams here, 89 runs on the season. One of the best in baseball. You take a look at runs against here, 51. One of the best in baseball. A run differential of 38 already on this early season. And when you're dealing with a team like the Mets, you say, okay, my best overall player hasn't even taken the mound yet. And, oh, yeah, we got an MRI yesterday, which if the Mets were 500, would have sent panic into the streets where it's like, hey, he's really healing, but – we don't want him to throw a baseball yet because it's going to take a while for Jacob DeGrom to ramp up. But if the Mets are going to say, okay, 14 out of roughly every 20 games, we're going to win without Jacob DeGrom on the mound, they'll take that every time. And also keep in mind, 
This is a team with a deep-pocketed ownership group. No more the Will Ponds where the whole Ponzi scheme catch all, caught up to them where they couldn't spend money for years in New York and the rest of the NL East loved it. Hey, great. The Mets aren't spending like the Mets. Let's see if we can steal some wins here. Now the Mets are going to be spending like the Mets. So if they're a really good baseball team, they will in continue to improve by adding more baseball players to that role, and they don't care what that luxury tax is going to be. Look, at the end of the day, Donnie, this team has moved up to the second choice to win the World Series, and I see no reason to disagree with that. You know that I thought highly of the Mets coming into the season. That lineup is legit, and it sounds crazy. They should be happy that Jacob deGrom is currently injured because it seems like it would be in a, uh, inevitable for him to be injured Why don't you take off the first couple months. We need you in October. That's when the big games will start up for the New York Mets. Take a break. Close out hour number one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Moneyline from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid Radio. Phone lines were, were, were blasting yesterday. Many, many questions, many, many good answers. One of the questions was, hey, can I throw the Dodgers in this Moneyline parlay? I mean, what could possibly mm. be the issue, right? I mean, come on now. Nothing ever goes wrong for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The one thing that I know I offered up, Donnie, is at some yeah. point you would think the Diamondbacks will be able to beat the Dodgers. And, like, now, this might be the only time they beat them, but if it was going to happen, it probably happens, right? At home, it gives them a little bit more juice here. But I got to say, DRS, this is one of those results that always kind of stays front of mind for me because, of course, these teams run it back today, and it's a classic, classic spot of, well, the Dodgers are never going to lose two in a row. And I know we're going to get to the preview. They're never going to lose two in a row to the Arizona Diamondbacks, Don. And it's just such an easy life. They're in all your money line parlays, this, that, and the third. But you know it's going to come around at some point. The Dodgers are going to be upset. I just don't know if you expect it to happen when they're playing a game that's tied in the top of the eighth and they have the bases loaded with one out. And ultimately, they're losing going into the top of the ninth. 
Yes, and that's Major League Baseball. As we like to say, the old adage is even the worst teams in Major League Baseball still going to run around 60 games, and that's why they play the game. Like, you can use all the cliches right here for the Dodgers. Sooner or later, they're going to lose. Yesterday, they did lose, and we'll see if they come back in a bounce-back mm-hmm. performance today as another $2 favorite here over the Arizona Diamondbacks and not the Arizona Cardinals, as Kevin said yesterday on the radio. But that is for another Wow! Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I there, you want to yeah. talk about no shame in the game, that is man. Even, is that that even that know out? which teams play, really? which cities. I got to correct them all the time. That is, yeah. that is quite some situation. Don, did you watch the uh-huh. Avs-Blues game last night on the, on, the, on the ice, Donnie? Did you watch the game? I did. Do you remember what you said, your breakdown, Donnie? I mean, all that tremendous information you were giving the listener. 5-3 Colorado. Thank you. Two scores. Two scored. coming up. Not you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.